All right, so Cincinnati ran out of their own city once more. 82-68, the final score. What are you going to do right now if you're Cincinnati? What's your identity? That maybe at the beginning of the year, it was a little bit of balance. This team could shoot. They had the bigs down low who could score. They had the bigs down low defensively. They had on-ball defenders at the point guard position at the wings. And then tonight, for the second time away from Fifth Third Arena, and actually the third time, because don't forget the Howard game. Howard gave Cincinnati all they could handle, and that's not a juggernaut Howard team by any means. Um, tale of two different teams right now. In Fifth Third Arena, Cincinnati's victory margin, it's like 25 points per game. They look great. Outside of Fifth Third Arena, uh, second straight game, they shoot the ball atrociously. In, in fact, third game. Howard, they shot it terribly, too. Bearcats shot at 37% from the floor. Uh, 24% from deep. UC was 6 of 25. CMOS hit three of those. CJ hit one. Day-Day Thomas hit one. And Jizzle James hit the only three-pointer he attempted. Box score looked as such. CMOS Lukosius had 14 points to lead the Bearcats. Really picked it up in the second half. The only bright spot of UC, aside from Aziz Bandango, who had 10 points and 11 rebounds and a block in the game. I, I thought offensively he showed that there are times... Uh, especially with the first dupe in the game, that he can make a difference. They just have to find a way to somehow get him involved. And then defensively, I like what he brings against a lot of teams. I didn't like what he brought today against Dayton. I mean, I thought physically Dayton was the more physical team, no doubt about it, imposed their will. Uh, Jameel Reynolds played his first game for the Cincinnati Bearcats. We waited a long time for Jameel to be freed, had a great dunk, not a great game. One of five shooting, he had four points. Day-Day Thomas had 12 points in the game. Victor Locken had four. John Newman had four. C.J. Frederick had five. Odio Guama had two. Seven for Jizzle James. And six for Dan Skillings. Um, that is not going to get the job done. And the worst part about all of this, Houdini said it was 70-30. Not even 50-50. 70-30 in favor of the Dayton Flyers. Dayton came into town, kicked our asses, Stole our wives, stole a win from us, destroyed us. 82-68, the final score in favor of the Dayton Flyers. Cincinnati ran out of their own city and ran out of Heritage Bank tonight. Um, last time, I hope the Bearcats play there for a long time. But I thought maybe Jameel Reynolds would complete the puzzle. Thought maybe this team had just enough shooting. They had the bigs down low defensively. Um, if the wings start hitting some shots... Then you add in Jameel Reynolds, the bruiser this team's been looking for. I thought, all right, this is an NCAA tournament team, no doubt about it. And maybe it still is. A lot of season left, a lot of big games to win. You just lost a quad one game. You have two quad one losses. Your tournament resume is fine right now. But, I mean, that wasn't completing the puzzle tonight. In fact, the Bearcats picked up a puzzle, let's say a 100-piece puzzle, they had about 85 of them put in there. They just needed about 15 pieces to fit in there, and they just threw about 30 of them all over the room, scattered them, and now they have a lot of pieces to put together because I have no idea what this team is right now. They were zoned out in this one. Uh, the pressure got to them early. Dayton put on a little full-court press. Cincinnati looked lost from the get-go. Then they dropped back in that 2-3 zone. And for those of you that have followed Cincinnati for years – I think you know that this team's kryptonite time and time again, regardless of who was the coach, is that 2-3 zone. Or when Xavier runs it, the 1-3-1. One, one. 
just haven't been good enough shooting for a long time to beat the 2-3. Too much passing around the wing. Now it's too much dribbling around the wing with uh, Dede Thomas. I mean, he's racking up some steps. I hope he's got the Fitbit on his wrist because he's going to win the holiday contest for the Bearcats team. There's no doubt about that. He's coming for it. He's dribbling all over the place. Hey, he had 12 points, 5 of 13 shooting. At least he was aggressive in getting off his shot. Victor Locken, who I said is the team's best player, could be the team's best player. He didn't have a good night. His worst game of the season. 2 of 9 from the floor. He went 0 of 5 from 3. He had 4 points in the game and 7 rebounds. And... I said it, I alluded to it maybe three shows ago, that the numbers say the Cincinnati team is good at shooting. And that's going to be one of their their strong points throughout the year. No, this isn't a good shooting team because they don't have good shooters. It's as simple as that. Um, Lockin, I think, is more likely to go 0 of 5 than 5 of 6. I think he's somewhere in the middle, and he can hit you know 33% of his threes. And if he's open, sure, take him. But five of them, none fall. That's a recipe for a disaster. C.J. Frederick shoots four, only hits one of them. That's 25%. That's a recipe for disaster. John Newman misses both of his threes. When, when his threes go down, it looks like a completely different team. Dan Skillings didn't try one. Um, he got off eight shots and only had the six points in the game. Jizzle James, once again, didn't see the floor enough, in my opinion. When he saw the floor, he had good moments. He's fearless. He's physical out there. Let's get him some more minutes. Uh, Dayton was just good all around. They were better in every aspect of this game, and if they would have tipped it off nine times, Dayton would have won all nine. wasn't even close. I said all aspects. Cincinnati did out-rebound Dayton 41-34, and it's becoming apparent that that's Cincinnati's identity. This is a good rebounding team, especially a good offensive rebounding team based on the numbers. They had 20 offensive rebounds today. Cincinnati had 20 offensive rebounds, and they scored 68 points. It's because they can't hit water if they fell out of a boat. This is not a good shooting team. They have to find an identity of some sort, and this ain't it. It was disgusting basketball tonight. Dayton came in and just blew them out. Not even close. I'm just spitting facts here and reacting to those facts. Wes Miller hasn't won a big game. He hasn't won a damn game. Illinois. That's what we can point to. His first big game, he won it. We thought he was the savior. We still think he's the savior. But it's time to turn up the heat. Crank up the heat just, just slightly. Seems like we're giving this guy 10 years before we say a word. You know, we, we, we all believe he's the savior. We all believe. I love Tyler Betsy. McKinley's coming in. I love what Jizzle's brought to the table. I like the recruits. But we thought we had the talent this year. We may still have the talent. There's a lot of basketball left to be played. Uh, Dayton isn't Merrimack. We didn't just get run out of the gym by Merrimack. We got run out of the gym by an NCAA tournament team. But it's Dayton. Come on, we used to own Dayton. Maybe I'm living in the past. Um, Wes Miller, now 3-19 and against teams in the top 75 of Ken Palm over the last three seasons with the Bearcats. Two wins against Central Florida and that win against Illinois, which seems like light years ago. During that same time, the Bearcats have 10 losses to teams outside of the top 100 of Ken Palm. There's no other way to slice it. And our friend right now in the chat room is telling me, you're an idiot. I'm going to go over to Bearcat Journal where they actually know what they're talking about. I don't know what they're talking about over there, but I don't know how you can sugarcoat this. It looked bad all around. Cincinnati has talent right now. 
They have a talented basketball team. They looked bad. I don't want to blame coaching, but at some point, Anthony Grant was running circles around West Miller tonight. There was no update to the game plan at any point. Cincinnati looked lost, and that to me, that to me reflects on your head coach, especially when it happens consistently. What was the number I just mentioned? Three and nineteen? A, a neutral site in your own city, and you're getting outdrawn by the Dayton Flyers. I mean, come on now. Dayton's not Kentucky. Dayton's got a good fan base, don't get me wrong, but they're not Kentucky. And Cincinnati. In between the fans and the way that UC played, offensively looked terrible. Defensively, they just they can't stop anyone right now. Howard put up 80 plus. Xavier put up 80 plus. Dayton put up 80 plus. Get anyone on a floor that's not Fifth Third Arena, and Cincinnati's given up over 80 points per game. So they're gonna play how many games on the road in the Big 12? Good luck. I'd love to be wrong here. We'll see. But that's why I say West win one. It's time to start winning some games. West Miller has one of the longest leashes I have ever seen in college basketball. No hyperbole, and he should. A lot of things can be true at the same time. Let's start with the fact that West Miller is one of the most successful coaches under the age of like 42 ever. I mean, he's got tons of wins. He's got success. He's got great mentorship. You know, Roy Williams believes in him. He's picking Roy Williams' brain. Um, he's young, he's learning, he's inexperienced, at least at this high major level. You would think he's going to get better. He's got a great um, demeanor about him, which allows him to recruit great players. All those things can be true. But the only fact right now, the only fact we can point to, is that Wes Miller can't win a damn big basketball game. It's as simple as that. Had two chances in the last 10 days. Quite frankly, they looked bad in both of them. And then really to just put the icing on the cake on what was a uh, a tough night all around after the Bengals start the day with, with such jubilation and you hope that it can carry into a, a celebratory night for the Bearcats and every time we just pray for the Bearcats to give us something, they lose these games. It's been like this for a half decade now, maybe more. Very frustrating. But the, uh, the cherry on top of the cake, John Brannon tweeting after the game, a little Flyers gif. I mean, this program's been dead since the day they introduced John Brannon on Tiger Woods Masters Sunday, literally the biggest sporting event of the millennium, and during it, John Brannon was being introduced. That should have been our sign that this thing was going to get rough. I didn't think it would be this rough this consistently, and I felt this way during the Mick Cronin era. I really did. Um, I think Presbyterian and Xavier was in like a two-week span where they lost both those games, and after the Xavier fight... I had had it with Mick. I think a good chunk of UC's fan base had had it, and he turned it around and proved to be a very good basketball coach. But what I saw from Mick, uh, maybe not year one, because that team was, you know, Connor Barwin was playing the center, but year two and year three, didn't have a lot of talent. But they were scrappy, had a horrible out-of-conference season, I think both years, some really bad losses, and then they got into Big East play and went like 500. We're winning the games at home. We're beating teams like Villanova and Pittsburgh and Georgetown and whatever it may be. And he was doing a lot with the lack of talent that he had on his roster. Wes has talent. Wes has talent. 
He's not winning games right now. With the recruiting abilities that he gives you, you have to be 1,000% sure that Wes is not your guy. No one right now is 1,000%. I think everyone's teetering about 50-50. You know, maybe he's the guy. It was more 75-25 a couple weeks ago. He is the guy, everyone said. And then after two lackluster performances, the pendulum swings a little bit. Again, we gather our data in real time, we process it, and that's how we come up with our takes. And the take right now is, uh, prove it. He's going to have plenty of games. Prove it. We'll sulk. We'll win these cupcakes. And then it's on to BYU and the Big 12. And if he doesn't prove it in the Big 12 and this team absolutely stinks, time to turn up the heat. You're absolutely allowed to have your opinion on Wes Miller right now. This is no slam dunk by any means. We've watched bad basketball over and over. Use the eye test. Talent on the floor. You get your ass beat once more. That rhymes. You're, you're allowed to, to judge him after this game. We're waiting. We've been patient. We'll continue to be patient for another season. All I'm saying is time to start winning some of these games. Tonight was a great opportunity, and they laid an egg again. But in terms of Wes, lost every game he played to Memphis in his two years. Lost every game he played to Houston in his two years. Now 0-3 against Xavier. Has a loss to NKU. Has a loss to Dayton on a neutral court. Got blasted by Ohio State. Lost Arizona. I mean, every team that he's had the opportunity to coach a masterful game and really have us believe in, in the Cats, he's lost. The, the non-conference was set up exactly for this. 8-2. and two. It'll be 11-2 and two once they beat Merrimack, Stetson, and Evansville, assuming they handle all three at Fifth Third Arena. You go into BYU at 11-2. and two, You look like a dangerous team on paper. Ken Palm says you're a dangerous team. I hope they're a dangerous team. They can prove it at some point, but as of right now, they don't look dangerous at all. The only danger is me watching that game on a Saturday night. I'm getting ready to bust through my TV. So win one, Wes. Win one. I thought the refs were atrocious. I mean, Cincinnati was getting mauled down low. Nothing was being called. What was the free throw discrepancy? I may be proved wrong by facts. Dayton shot 30 free throws and hit 28 of them, 93% in the game. Maybe that's why. Maybe the Cats did shoot a lot of free throws, and I just look at, the, at that number, 28 of 30 for 93, and that's why it was such a difference. The revealment for UC, they were 8 of 16. They, have, they shot half as many, and they hit 50% from the free throw line. They lost by 14. They left um, 8 points at the line. Team's good at rebounding. They have some talent. Can West coach them up, and can this be an NCAA tournament team when it's all said and done? We'll see. Um, the holiday cupcakes, enjoy the holiday cupcakes, everyone. Chocolate, vanilla, strawberry, maybe you get a little mint addition for Christmas time. Get some gumdrops on top, hooray. Um, don't eat too many, though, or you're going you know, to get the size 32 pants for Christmas for Man Peggy, and come New Year, you're going to need a 36 because you shove too many cupcakes down your gullet. Cincinnati gets three more. Stetson, Merrimack, Evansville. As I mentioned, snooze fest. Then they get BYU's number 18 in the country. They can show us more. But what they showed us tonight was something that I do a little too much as a Bearcats fan. We beat up on these bad teams. They look fluid. The offense looks great. On the ball defensively, I was thinking Cincinnati was going to be elite. They have length. They have speed. They have size. And they give up 82 to Dayton. 
after they gave up 80 to Xavier and the bigs for Xavier, who Muskies fans are saying are not very good, torched the Bearcats, just like the Flyers did tonight. And once again, we talk about how Wes is great at recruiting. He's had three cycles now, right? This is his third cycle that he's had come through. Holmes was by far the best player on the floor. Elvis by far the uh, the second best player on the floor tonight. Cincinnati, I don't know who that guy is. Thought it may be Locken. He had four. We took Mick Cronin for granted. It's as simple as that. I think a lot of Bearcats fans were tired of his lack of tournament success, so we, I guess, slept on what he did in the regular season. And granted, he lost to Xavier a lot, and when he did schedule the tough non-conference games, he usually lost those too. But just, at least he had an identity. You knew the Bearcats were going to give you that tough, gritty Bearcat basketball, and the offense was going to look like shit. You knew you were going to get that. With Wes, I don't know what we're getting. You know, we're getting 17 threes one night, and this team looks elite offensively, and we're running Georgia Tech, who beat Duke out of the gym. And then a couple weeks later, you lose to Dayton on a neutral site by 14 in a game that wasn't even close. Cincinnati never had a shot in the second half. It was 11 by the first media timeout in the second half. It was 18 by the second. A 14-point game, it's about exactly what it was the entire game. A Dayton Flyers ass-kicking. As of right now, you're giving me $100 to, to bet whether this team is top half of the Big 12 or bottom half. Connor, you want to send me 100 I'm putting it on the bottom half right now. Would I have said that a week ago? No. No. And I know what you're thinking, those of you that are, are diehard fans of the show and watch quite a bit. You say, you're, you're like a swing, Chuck. You're like delirium at Kings Island. You're going this way and you're going that way. I react to the new information. I gather new information. I process it on the spot, and I react to it. And the information that I got tonight is that Cincinnati kind of stinks. Tell me otherwise. A couple of other things I wanted to get to. For those of you that did not listen to the broadcast tonight, Dan Horde was dealing with a horse voice, horse horde, to say the least. He did the Bengals game earlier, crazy overtime went over the Vikings, and then walked across the street, prepped for the Bearcats, and lost his voice before the game. Wes pointed out, he's like, you sound terrible. Terry was pointing it out. Terry was coming in from the breaks to obviously give Dan a little rest on the voice. I mean, Dan Horde, someone that's been with the Bearcats since, um, since last millennium and does an outstanding job. That is just a, a, a heroic effort, a heroic effort. Doing what you can. He clearly felt awful, uh, at least based on his voice in this one. Um, get some rest, Dan, and Bearcats get some rest. Take care of these cupcakes, eat them up, and win. Last thing I want to talk about, the jerseys. They're great, wonderful. Glad that Wes brought the Jordans back. But let's get something on the court. Let's get some positive movement. We keep hearing about the movement. I want to see it. Aside from the recruits, they're getting brought in. Because we're watching the recruits. We're watching the four stars. You know, court's littered with four stars. They lost by 14. Chatterbox Bearcats, appreciate everyone joining the show. We do this after every single show. like to do it when the buzzer sounds. Sometimes you get locked out of the YouTube page and have to do it 20 minutes later. I'm going to go enjoy my Saturday night. You guys do the same. Have a good one, everyone.